The information provided during this episode does not and is not intended to constitute professional advice. Instead, all information and content are for general informational purposes only. The views expressed during the episode are those of the host and guest speaking in their individual capacities and not those of their respective employers or organizations. Are you ready to learn to live a life that is overflowing with victory and empowerment? Welcome to Conversations with Dr. Lane. Dr. Lane is a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist. She is committed to addressing health holistically from the mind, body, and soul. Hi, this is Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane. Let's talk about those things that we do not have time to discuss during an appointment. Let's talk about your finances, business, education, relationships. If I can empower you to make healthy decisions in these areas, I am convinced your mind will be more focused and more open to a conversation about your health. Turn up the volume. Get ready for conversations with Dr. Lane. Hello, this is Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane. Welcome to the show. It's so wonderful to see all of you. And if you're in the podcast family, thank you for listening to the show. I really, really appreciate it. Today, we have a very informative topic, and it's a topic about falls. Did you know that each year, according to the CDC, 3 million older individuals are seen in the emergency room as the result of falls? And today, we have an expert. We have Dr. Clyde Henderson. Dr. Henderson is a board-certified orthopedic surgeon. He is a product of Cincinnati Public Schools and a proud graduate of Walnut Hills High School. He holds an undergraduate degree in material science engineering from Northwestern University. His medical education was received at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. Being mechanically inclined and fascinated with the workings of the human body's musculoskeletal system, Dr. Henderson pursued specialized training in orthopedic surgery at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. This was followed by service in the United States Army Medical Corps before returning to his boyhood home of Cincinnati and entering into the private practice of orthopedic surgery. After over three decades of service to his patients, Dr. Henderson retired from the active practice of orthopedic surgery in 2018. Since that time, he has busied himself as founder of an orthopedic consulting firm. He is actively involved in community service and he loves to travel. Welcome to the show, Dr. Clyde Henderson.
Hello, this is Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane. As I think about us moving into the winter season, I often think about how easy it is to fall. So this is a good time to talk about falls. And we have a wonderful guest with us. We have Dr. Clyde Henderson. Dr. Clyde Henderson is, I'd say a semi-retired orthopedic surgeon. Let's bring him on. Hi, Dr. Henderson. How are you today? I'm great, Dr. Lane. How are you? Good. Would you agree that you are a semi-retired orthopedic surgeon? Uh, totally. The days are still quite busy. I just don't see patients anymore, but I'm still quite involved with a variety of different uh, health-related activities. Well, absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. When I started looking at a lot of the statistics uh, that are even published by the CDC, I was really surprised about falls and how much of a public health concern this can be. And I'm sure as an orthopedic surgeon, you probably addressed many concerns related to falls. Oh, absolutely. And that people falling, particularly the elderly people falling, was one of our um, principal um, reasons why we would take care of folks. And hip fractures occurred uh, quite often, as well as fractures of the wrist and the uh, upper arm and spine and pelvis uh, and ankles uh, as well. And uh, being inside during the winter time, uh, curiously, that a lot of falls occur inside the house. Um, older people are generally pretty smart and they don't like to go out when it's snowing. So they, they hurt themselves at home though, but they do venture out sometimes. They get, they get broken bones from falling outside. Wow, that's a really, really good point. So we'll, we'll get to that discussion about how to make your home even a place that's, that's safer for you. So, so let's just start at the beginning. First of all, let's talk about different ways or types that people can fall. Okay, sure. And so first of all, you can have a, um, a slip and fall or a trip, um, you fall, trip over something. You can have a fall while you're trying to do something that um, might be difficult, like you can be reaching into a cabinet or um, um, un unfortunately or unwisely, I should say, standing on a chair or a box or something like that, trying to reach into a cabinet, you can fall. Uh, you can um, you can have a what's called a syncope episode, um, whereby you um, lose consciousness and then fall down. And that syncope episode can come about as a result of a, a cardiac problem uh, or uh, some problem with your blood pressure or problems with uh, your blood sugar. If your blood sugar becomes too low, you can have a, a syncope episode or fall down and then end up uh, breaking something when you fall. And of course, you can have a seizure. Uh, that's another reason why you can have a fall. Or you can um, uh, be um, um, dizzy, have some dizziness as a result of uh, medications uh, or just have a, a problem with uh, your uh, dizziness and, uh, and balancing can result in your falling as well. And of course, you can be sitting down and slide off a piece of furniture and that can result in a fall uh, as well. So a lot of different mechanisms of falls uh, which result in uh, sometimes the same type of uh, result from the standpoint of uh, potentially breaking a bone. That's, that's really interesting how falls can be a sign or, or even an indication that there is a problem or a concern related to another health condition. Um, I would guess that when someone comes in to, uh, as a result of a fall, 
you have to think about all those things from the very beginning. Like, why did this fall even happen in the first place? That is very true. And we're taught to think about the, the ABCs in trauma and falls, which uh, you're making sure the person has an appropriate uh, uh, airway and breathing properly um, and uh, making sure that they have a, um, they have a, a proper cardiac status. And so and then you want to you figure out why they fell. Um, and uh, try and uh, in the future prevent that from happening. Uh, but that helps to um, helps you to know uh, whether or not they may have some other conditions that you need to be concerned about. Definitely, definitely. So is there an age, would you say that there's an age when falls are more dangerous? Uh, in the elderly, falls are more dangerous. Uh, but in, if, you, if you look at bone uh, physiology, if you will, um, until about the age of 30, we're actually adding new bone. After age 30, and typically we don't add a lot of, uh, a lot of new bone, uh, and there's balance between bone being removed and bone being put back. Uh, but the bone, just like, just like other parts of the body, it regenerates. And, and so there's some taking away of the old bone and putting back of the new bone. After the age of 30, that process is about balanced. Before 30, you can actually add bone. But after menopause in women, they actually are losing, they really lose bone very, very fast. And men lose bone very fast as well um, in their 60s and after. Um, so it's not as fast as women though, because 75% of the fractured hips that we see are in women. Um, so women actually, they have less bone to um, bone mass, if you will, to, to start with, and then they lose it at a faster rate. And so they tend to have more uh, of these uh, um, um, fractures due to uh, bones being weak. So that's really interesting as well. So um, if we were to just kind of recap, uh, re-summarize what you're saying, are you saying that as you get older, part of the reason why you are at risk for falls or there's um, a greater danger is that loss of bone mass. That is very correct. And so you're more susceptible to a serious injury as you get uh, older. And there are other factors that, that go into why people fall. But if you fall, uh, then uh, that, uh, that lack of bone mass is a bigger problem from the standpoint of causing more, uh, a more serious injury. So when we talk about older individuals, why are falls so dangerous? You mentioned a little bit about hip fractures. Why is that even a big deal? Uh, falls are so dangerous because, uh, first of all, you can have other body parts that are hurt. People can actually hit their head as well, and you can have a, a concussion. You can have bleeding uh, around the brain from a fall, and of course, you can uh, you can you know you can actually break your spine. Uh, and end up with uh, paralysis. Although the the falls that we typically see don't result in uh, paralysis, it generally takes a higher degree of trauma for that. Um, so when when a person, when an older person falls and they break, say they break a hip, um, then uh, you have to figure out the reason why. Um, make sure that there, you know, it wasn't an issue with their heart or a stroke or seizures or uh, some problem with their um, uh, glucose control. Um, and then most, most hip fractures, the vast majority of hip fractures end up having to have surgery. Um, and uh, when an older person has to undergo an operation, there are a lot of potential complications. Those complications uh, can uh, be from the standpoint of having uh, um, blood clots in the legs uh, after, um, you know, after surgery. 
they can have trouble with their heart and their lungs after surgery and get uh, get pneumonia. Um, sometimes their blood pressure control is more difficult because of blood loss uh, during the operation or actually before the operation from certain types of fractures around the hip. Um, and then uh, there are also the changes in the mental status from the standpoint of being uh, away from their normal environment uh, and uh, being in the hospital because they generally have to go to the hospital. And most of the time when uh, a elderly person falls, they're not able to go back home. They end up having to go into a strange environment like a, a nursing home or extended care facility for a, uh, for a while until they get their, um, their muscle strength uh, built back up. And if they have some mental uh, status changes until that uh, problem uh, resolves. Unfortunately, when uh, um, elderly folks break their hips, that can be a problem that leads to them dying. Um, and it's the mortality rate in a year is about 60%. Um, when you get an older person with a, a hip fracture. Um, so it's a, a really a potentially a very a, a dangerous problem for them. So if someone had an older family member and they said, you know what, I fell today, um, I'm starting to think that these aren't just simple things to say or to, to brush off anymore when an older person has a fall. We really need to pay attention to that and even um, think about, okay, maybe my family member should go to the doctor and be evaluated. Certainly, um, uh, that, that is the case. Most of the time when you have a, um, a hip fracture, you're going to of course, you're, you're not going to be able to, uh, to walk on it, and it's going to be painful to uh, move. And with that sort of pain, you're going to take them to the doctor. Um, if they, they could have hit their head as well, if they hit their head, they need to be evaluated because sometimes the, uh, the signs of a serious uh, internal head injury um, won't show up initially. And it takes an experienced uh, uh, physician in, or, in order to evaluate that person to make sure they haven't had some serious trauma um, inside of their, uh, around their brain. Um, and you can, of course, have other fractures other than the, uh, the hip. You can have ankle, um, arm, wrist. Those sort of fractures are also very common, or even spine fractures, which uh, don't result in paralysis, but you can have ongoing and continuing back pain. So typically, when you have an older person that, uh, that, that falls, uh, then they need to be uh, evaluated. Definitely, definitely. So is there a way that we can begin to recognize if we're at greater risk for fall? Is there something about um, whether it's our lifestyle or maybe uh, our homes or, you know, is there anything that you can think of that might help someone say, you know what, I'm at greater risk for fall and I need to make some changes? Well, that's a, that's a very good question, and it, it, can, it breaks down into several different uh, categories, which you uh, hinted upon. First of all, it's uh, it, because it can be either a, uh, um, a physiologic problem or an environmental problem or a, a behavioral problems that can, result in a, that can result in falls. So you have to look at all three of those in order to uh, decrease a person's uh, uh, risk of falling or for them to consider that they may be a risk of falling and they can uh, make adjustments to their lives in order to uh, lessen those, uh, those risks. From a, from a medical standpoint, uh, and we touched on these earlier, uh, making sure that you, you know your medication and know what your medications do. Um, and if you have some, um, um, some uh, side effects from them, you talk with your doctor about them beforehand, if they're making you dizzy or um, you know, lightheaded, uh, 
or if you don't feel like you're oriented, if you're having some trouble with your vision, uh, then you, you need to talk with your, uh, your doctors about that. Um, folks need to get um, eye exams. Older folks particularly need to get eye exams on a yearly basis because um, as we get older, uh, our vision decreases. And um, so if, you're, if your vision is not uh, proper, then you're more prone to uh, taking a, having a misstep can lead to you uh, falling. So that's very important and, uh, uh, as well. Um, from a um, um, from a behavioral standpoint, uh, making sure that you're not uh, you know drinking uh, excessively, um, not uh, not smoking, um, because it um, can you know make give uh, problems to other problems that uh, uh, in addition to also if you've been smoking for a long time, it uh, lessens your bone density as well. Um, and uh, so uh, you have to address uh, that uh, um, sort of problem uh, as well. And from an environmental standpoint, looking at exactly your environment, um, what your house looks like. Wow, that's really great information, great information. If you're listening to the show and you just tuned in, we're talking to semi-retired orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Clyde Henderson. He's giving us some great pearls of wisdom in regards to falls. So I encourage you to listen to this show, share it, um, and subscribe to my channel so that you can continue to receive up-to-date information. So let's talk about balance a little bit. I know as, as individuals get older, their balance is a little, it's just not the same as it was. They can't, mm -hmm. they can't stop and turn and move as fast as they used to, because once again, that could result in a fall. What are some ways that, that older individuals particularly can improve their balance? Um, the balance can be improved by, first of all, recognizing that as, as we get older, like a lot of other things, your, um, your ability to um, to, to, to have good balance and the ability to uh, make uh, turns um, are, is, is going to be uh, uh, impaired. Your coordination is going to be impaired um, and what we call your proprioception, which is your, your own ability to know where your body parts are. Uh, that's impaired uh, as well. Those things make it more difficult to, um, for you to, uh, to get around and makes you more prone to having a, uh, an injury. So to improve that balance, once you recognize that, um, uh, then you, you have to do things to prevent yourself from getting hurt. And if, uh, for instance, uh, your, your balance is impaired to the point where when you first stand up, you're unbalanced and you, you take, try to take a step and you feel like you're going to fall, you may need to use a cane. You may, you may need to use something to, uh, to help you to get around. Um, if you're trying to improve your balance, then um, you do exercises, which will uh, actually uh, help your balance. So things like... Uh, um, standing on going from your heels to your toes and standing in place. Uh, you can even walk on your toes, but of course you want to be in a situation where you can hold on to something. You don't hurt yourself. Uh, there are certain uh, exercises that you can do if um, you have access to, um, um, they're on television now. You can get in front of your TV and look at some uh, balance exercises. There are some things like uh, Tai Chi, uh, which is uh, good for uh, balance and uh, coordination. Um, these also help with your muscle uh, weakness, um, with muscle strength to uh, prevent you from getting weak because that makes you more prone to falling uh, as well. So being aware that your body changes as you get older and uh, being in an exercise program um, that um, uh, keeps you um, not just sitting down all the time is very, very important. And getting the exercise, you should be getting um, uh, 
even walking, uh, just uh, you know, walking uh, is uh, good for you uh, as well. You should be walking about 150, doing some exercise for about 150 minutes a week. Um, you know, so it sounds like a lot when you list it like that, but it's it's only you know it's like 20 minutes a day, a little bit over 20 minutes a day, and then that can make a big difference as far as your balance and your coordination and your muscle strength, and also. Uh, um, those things will help to uh, lessen your your um, um, lessen the incidence of your falling. Wow, those are some great great tips. As we come to a close with our conversation, Doctor Anderson, I think we could. I mean, this is really an interesting conversation when you think mm -hmm. about when you think about falls. Um, who knew orthopedic surgery was so interesting? Uh, but I just... orthopedic surgeons know. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. So I wanted to finish up with one more question, and you touched on on it a little bit in regards to um, possibly walking with some type of aid like a cane. I think some people always think about walking with canes or walkers after maybe a knee replacement or maybe after an injury. But what are those signs that maybe someone should really think about talking to their doctor about a walking aid and whether or not they should use one? Um, good, good question. Uh, if, if you're having um, trouble with your, your balance, and you stand up and when you get out of bed and you're you feel unstable then that's the reason for you to um, think about and not think about you should ask your doctor about getting you a, a cane uh, the reason for that needs to be researched first but while it's being uh, uh, established how it why it is uh, protecting yourself from a fall by using a cane uh, would be a good thing uh, for you um, if uh, you're you're having any uh, dizziness, if you're having trouble with uh, weakness and having trouble getting up out of a chair to a standing position or off the bed to a standing position, then they may be a potential reason why you would need to use a a, a cane uh, uh, as well. And certainly, if you've fallen once, if you've fallen once, you're likely to fall again. Um, so protect yourself with a um, with with a with a cane. Uh, and if uh, if you have any uh, medical conditions, uh, of course, uh, uh, like you've had a you've had a stroke or a heart attack and your doctor feel like you need to use a cane don't be afraid to do so it's better to keep yourself mobile uh, and if a cane is what's necessary to do that then that's a, a beautiful thing and you should do that and so that you can have the best chance of not hurting yourself again and then allow you a, an opportunity to get back to your previous status yeah those are those are excellent excellent tips i i like how you said if you've fallen once you're likely to fall again. And so I think that if that is one thing that's tweetable, uh, that is something that's tweetable from this conversation tonight, mm -hmm. that if you fall once, you're likely to fall again. And you also said that mobility is important. So if using a cane will allow you to remain mobile, I think that is something that you really strongly should consider. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Henderson, for all okay. these wonderful tips. I really appreciate it. I know our audience appreciates it. I just want to say that we've just provided you today with some information. Hopefully this is information that you can use to spark dialogue or conversation with your doctor. Isn't that right, Dr. Henderson? Absolutely, absolutely. And can I? I just want to add one more thing. Sure. Just uh, one, one other, one other tweetable piece of advice, if you will. Okay. <laughs> as orthopedic, as orthopedic say, uh, surgeons, we say that 
home safety is bone safety. Ooh, that's a good so, one. And what that means is making sure that your home is safe. And there is a, I mean, there are a lot of things you can do in, in every room in your house um, to make it safer for you to get around. And that will lessen your chance of uh, getting an injury. And there's, there are resources uh, on the uh, you know, on the internet. You can go to the uh, American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons uh, website, and there's a patient education uh, portal on there that talks about uh, making your, ha your home safe from falls. Just to remember that, that, a uh, home safety is bone safety. Home safety is bone safety. That seems like that should be on a t-shirt or or something. So that's, that's it. Actually, it actually it actually is. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Great minds think alike. Great minds think alike for sure. Well, thank you so much, Doctor Henderson, for joining Conversations with Doctor Lane. We hope to see you back. We enjoyed the conversation. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. All right. So, so, so food. So John, how do you build something meaningful? I'm so glad to ask. Here in the Southern California area, we have a brand new state-of-the-art sports center called SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium is home to the LA Chargers, among others, uh, and it is truly a sight to see. How did they achieve that? Well, it took them about four years from development to plan uh, the building of that facility. In addition to that, it took them $6 billion in the cooperation of many different organizations in the city. And guess what? They were successful. So as we think about today, what will it take for us to as well build something meaningful? I think we can learn a few things from the building of this great stadium. Number one, it helps to have a goal in mind. For SoFi Stadium, they simply wanted to give those in attendance a world-class experience in watching professional entertainment. So what is your goal? What are you striving to do? Maybe you're saying, I want to serve the homeless in my community, or maybe I want to build something to serve families, whatever the case, have a clear, defined goal. In addition to that, they had a plan and adequate time to achieve that plan, and it will take the same. So if you're to serve the homeless, if you're to create a way to minister and support families, what does that look like? How much time can you set aside to make your vision a clear reality? And then finally, it's going to cost. Uh, we paid $6 billion to build SoFi Stadium. And as a Southern California resident, I'm sure my taxes will go uh, to, to into that project. The same will happen for you. It's going to take you and yours, means, finances, cash to build your meaningful vision. So there you have it. That's how you build something meaningful, a clear goal, 
a strategy or plan to get there. And then as well, be prepared to sacrifice. You've just been served soul food, faith observed in optimism daily. So, so. a business or event that you would like to promote? You can advertise during the Conversations with Dr. Lane online show and podcast. Do you need a digital graphic or a voiceover? We've got you covered. Contact our Director of Digital Promotions for pricing now at lanemediaphoto at gmail.com. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Conversations with Dr. Lane. Special thanks to our guest, board-certified orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Clyde Henderson. I'd also like to thank John Edmerson, who led our soul food segment today. I hope that really encouraged you. And then we cannot forget my technical producer, Marvin Lane, who always makes sure everything runs smoothly behind the scenes. Once again, this is Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane. We'll see you next time.